We are just going to celebrate the Holy Spirit this morning. We're going to celebrate um, the power, um, the power given to the people of God. Um, I'm excited just to come into the presence of God this morning to, um, to dance, to celebrate, to worship, to receive, and to give, um, to give to him, to minister to him this morning. Um, so if you'll just stand up with us, we're just going to prepare ourselves to come into his presence. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read out of uh, <clears throat> Psalm 66. It's the first four vo- verses here. And we're going to spend some time a little bit later in the service uh, praying for some certain things that have been going on in some families within our church here. And but what I sense is the Lord was saying to us is we're going to make a joyful noise this morning. Even in the midst of all the circumstances and all the challenges and all the diagnoses and all the whatever it is that's going on in people's lives here, those who can't be here, we are going to make a joyful noise this morning. The worshipers are going to go out first today. The worshipers are going to go out first today. And what happened in the Bible is the victory was won when they began to sing to the Lord. Amen. So that's what we're going to do this morning. Psalm 66 says this. Make a joyful shout to God, all the earth. Sing out the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works through the greatness of your power. Your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. So, Father, we come before you. We just sing praises today, Lord. We shout a joyful noise. We dance to you. We honor you. We glorify you today. Have your way in this place. Father, we thank you for Pentecost. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the falling and the power of your Holy Spirit, Father God, upon us and in us and through us and among us, Lord. And so we just pray and welcome you here today. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Amen. Let's worship. We're going to do something a little different today. Sid, we're going to just sing that through again one more time, like the chorus or, you know. And uh, Jason and I are going to bring the communion elements to you guys. I just feel like this morning, the Lord's just saying, switch it up. Switch it up. He's not a God of formulas. In fact, he despises when we come at him with a formula. And he wants us to walk in obedience and to expect the unexpected, to position ourselves for him to move as only he can move, to position ourselves for the miraculous, to not get in the rut of the same way that we always do things, but to expect him to do it his way. So we're just going to sing that through again. And uh, Pastor Jason and I, and I really feel, Elle, I really feel like you should join us. Sorry, girl, I'm just going to call you out. I just feel like you should join us. Um, and we're just going to bring the elements out to you guys, and we're going to serve you, and then we're going to hold on to your elements. We're going to take communion together this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
Father, we just we praise you this morning. We honor you today. Jesus, we thank you for the price you paid. Just take a minute. Just worship him in your spirit, in your heart. For he truly did pay it all. He paid it all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your body broken, your blood shed for us. No greater love than to lay down one's life. We thank you for your love for us this morning. Bible said, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. The Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, Take, eat. This is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. guys stand with us. We're going to continue to worship the Lord. The altar is open. Holy Spirit is present. Pentecost Sunday, the Lord's going to do what he's going to do today, and I'm looking forward to everything he has in store for us today. As we were singing um, the chorus of that Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Sydney actually taught me this, but when um, the Hebrews were wandering in the desert and they set up the tabernacle and incense, they lit incense and it, it, it lit rose every day and every night it was rising up in the holy of holy places. And that is a parallel to our praise of God. And I feel like God wants to make it abundantly clear today how pleasing that praise is to him. Um, so really, I just want to pray. God, I just pray, Lord, that we remember how pleasing our praise is to you, Lord, and that you want us, you invite us into that, God. And I just pray, if there's anyone um, in the congregation today, Lord, that, that something is separating them from getting to that place of fully 
praising you, Lord. I pray that you would just uproot it, God, that you would take the root in their heart and pull it out, God. And with that space, that the cracks that are left from that, Lord, that you would just come, that you would just fill in, Lord. And I just pray that you would just, I just see a heart and it's like a tree root and it's just, it's getting ripped out. But when it ripped out, it like, there's this aftermath and it's kind of messy and it's crumbly and there's a lot of gaps and there's a lot of space. And I just want to agree with someone that when that happens, that pray the Lord would come and fill it, fill it up with his love and his peace and his kindness and his goodness and his faithfulness and everything that he wants for you in your life. And that you would not be afraid to pull it out because even though it hurts and it's hard, the reward is so much better, is so much greater. In Exodus 13, the Israelites have just been let go by Pharaoh, and they're wandering in the wilderness, and they're being led by Moses, who is just a man, a man who fought the call of God, the man who found himself to be unqualified, and rightly so, but God called him and equipped him to do the work to do this work. And in uh, verse 21, it says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people church. We are the people of God. He has given us his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who's referred to as cloud and as fire, as water. His spirit, his spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He does not leave us or forsake us. Church, I'm going to ask right now that y'all stand up with us. We're going to do something, and you're, it's important, okay? It's important. As we were doing the, the communion, I'm like, Lord, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And he said, I'm disseminating authority. As Jason and I, as Pastor Jason and I, and we brought Elle up as well, as we were passing communion out to you, what we were doing was unifying this congregation, this body of believers under the authority that God has placed here because right now what we're going to do is we're going to stand as one church and we're going to pray. Okay, we're going to pray. And each one of you in your place is going to cry out to the Lord this morning. And we're praying for our boys today, okay? Chucky Musella is three years old. He's ours, church. This little boy is ours. We stood here, church, as he was dedicated to the Lord. And you know what? Pastor Jason read out statements. His congregation, will you support this little boy? Will you stand for him? Will you pray for him? And y'all said, we will. He's at Pittsburgh Children's Hospital. He's being treated for leukemia, what, since what, like Tuesday? Since last Sunday, last Sunday night. He was diagnosed last Sunday night. We're gonna cry out right now. We're gonna go boldly before the Lord. This morning on the way to church, I remembered 
it's like one of the most precious memories I have. I remember coming together on a Monday night when Pastor fell in Maine. I remember coming here and praying in unity for the life of this man of God. And God moved with such miraculous power that the world looked up and took notice. It was undeniable, the miraculous. We're going to do the same today for Chucky Musella. Caleb Brooks is 13 years old. Y'all might not know him because he's quiet. And he's a little bit awesome when he talks. He's so quiet. He has been in excruciating pain for weeks and weeks and weeks. His parents have been seeking God. They have been standing in faith. They are standing in faith. He was taken down to the same hospital where Chucky is, and they're running tests on him. Okay. 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 All right. The blood of Jesus over this congregation. In unity, we're going to stand up. But I don't want to stop there. Because if you have a son and you're in this congregation, we're going to lift him up today. And if you don't have a son, I want you to cry out for God like you're praying for your own. Because I know my son has come under attack in these past few weeks, not physically, but in other ways. And I am going to stand in the authority of Christ this morning, and I'm going to say no. According to Matthew 18, 18, it says, Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And if you look into that, the words for bind and loose, they mean to forbid or allow. Church, do you know that in my home, I have authority. What I allow is allowed, and what I forbid is forbidden. And when that authority is challenged, I rise up and I say, no. When the enemy comes after my kids, I rise up, we rise up, and we say, no. So church, I just want to pray. I want you all to pray in your own words. If we can just bring up the music so that... Um, so that you can pray and cry out. And then I'm going to pray and close, but I want you to just pray and to just cover, cover these boys of this congregation. These are our young men, all of them, the newest ones covered in Jesus' name. The ones that are grown covered in Jesus' name. They belong to Almighty God and we are their covering church. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we come before your throne, God. We worship you, Lord God. You are worthy. Thank you, Father. We lift up these boys to you, God. We say, come, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you that they are healed according to your word. God, nothing can put their hands on them. No weapon formed against them will prosper. God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you. 
Hallelujah. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we stand in unity. For the young men of this church, Lord God, I thank you that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. I thank you, Father, that you have knit together over them a banner of love. You have knit together over them a hedge of protection. God, that, the, that your will will be done in their life. That they will partake of the bread of heaven alone. That only that which is offered from your hand will be accepted and received and planted in them. In Jesus' name. Father, we believe. We believe that you are who you say you are and that you will do what you said you will do. Father, I just lift up Brenda and Charles and little Grace. I thank you that you are strengthening them. You are strengthening them. You are protecting them. As they walk this out and they look to you, Father, arms open wide to receive. Eyes firmly planted on you. Father, and I pray a special blessing over Jess and Josh arms open to receive and eyes firmly planted on you. God, we rebuke the devourer in the name of Jesus. He comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. And this morning, as a body, as a body, we say no. In the name of Jesus, church, say it, say no. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. We say no in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We forbid it. We stand in the authority of Christ. The authority of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Andy reminded me, too, that this morning, the Brooks family is under multiple attacks. Uh, Caleb's mom, Jess, on the way down there this morning, got into a car accident. Or on the way back up, or on the way down. Um, yeah, rolled her car, and she's in the Meadville Hospital. They believe everything is okay. No broken bones as far as the little guys were telling me this morning. But So just the enemy is coming after them, and we say no in Jesus' name. No in Jesus' name. No weapon formed. If you're not familiar with the Brooks family, Aiden and Noah are the two younger boys, and they're here today with their papa. Yeah. They came to the house of the Lord to be lifted up, to be surrounded because they're mom and dad, you know, but here they are with us, church. Thank you. Thank you for standing up. Thank you for crying out and for surrounding them this morning. We're going to close out this time with a scripture out of Psalm 59. It says, but I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning for you have been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. To you, O my strength, I will sing praises, for God is my defense, my God of mercy. Father, we just worship you and we thank you for all you're doing today. We give you the honor and the glory. In your precious, precious, precious name we pray. Amen.
if you're a first-time guest here, we welcome you. Um, on the seat back is the connection card. You can fill that out with prayer requests, praise reports, your information, and it goes in the offering buckets, which will be up here on the steps. Uh, Kid Corner is open. If you have a child um, in, like, toddler through sixth grade, uh, we have some things for them to enjoy, help them enjoy the rest of the service. Nursery is open and staffed. Thank you, nursery workers. Um, do you know what I also love is that we have such a great nursery team that uh, Charles and Brenda, this is their week to do the nursery, and it was so seamless that the subs stepped right up and said, yes, we can do that. Um, and then also that little Chucky's name, I, 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 it's like I saw this when, when I heard about what was happening. I actually, I saw his name on the roster, and it was like, he's ours. And so the nursery team has authority because his parents place him under their authority. And when you come into fellowship in a, in a church community, it's bigger than just attendance. It's bigger than tithing. You come under a covering and you come into fellowship. You come under authority, which is protection. That's what it is. It is protection. Okay. So the nursery is open. That's uh, the nursery is open and also the family room is open. Uh, ties and offerings. And I think that's all. We're going to take some time and just uh, greet one another and encourage one another. Can I start? Am I announcing a start date or just that it's happening? Do you want me to go for it? All right, church. So just two announcements. Uh, one of them a little bit vague, but the Bearded Batters is the ECF softball team. We have really, really awesome shirts that have, like, the, the guy with the big, long beard. It looks exactly, oh, very close to Jason's profile on the shirt. And we're called the ECF Bearded Batters. Um, and so they've been playing. They've had two games, and... Uh, it's just a lot of fun to come to the games. The next game is this Tuesday. Starts at 6.30 p.m. It is scheduled to be at the Erie Magnetics Field near Wegmans on the west side. Um, Doug has not received the confirmation on that field, so it's kind of like a tentative confirmation. Um, but I would say, if, if you have any interest, it's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I just had a ton of fun. I thought I was going to go and be really quiet and just like, I just was in a really somber mood and we went to the first game. I was like yelling at the ump. I had to sit myself down. I started yelling at the ump. And as soon as it, Tammy was there, I was good. I was good. Um, I was just like, what? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and pray for you to have better eyesight. Uh, but it's just a lot of fun. The guys have a lot of fun. Um, so... If you have a hankering to just come out and be a part of that, that's this Tuesday at 6.30. Check Facebook um, or check Instagram because we're going to have Sid confirm that with a post uh, before Tuesday so you'll know exactly where to go and what time to go. So that's uh, the ECF Bearded Batters. And then something coming up this summer. It's called Summer Nights. Let's see. Do I have a slide for Summer Nights? Yes? There it is. Summer Nights. So Summer Nights is going to be every Friday over the summer. The first one is June 17th. We are hosting it um, up at the Rose Center. It is going to be dinner. It will be games. So we have the basketball hoop, the park. Uh, we're going to set up for badminton. 
I'm going to set up stuff for the younger kids, like bubbles and hula hoops and sidewalk chalk. I'm going to set up a little area for the youngest kids. I'm thinking like a baby pool with um, like the Chuck E. Cheese balls and maybe a sand table. Um, so like a little area kind of off to the side where they can kind of, them and their parents can hang. This is something you come to as a family. You bring your lawn chairs, you bring your blankets. If you want to get your food and kind of sit on the blanket or sit in your lawn chair, you follow your own kids around. So it's not like uh, it's not like we're offering to babysit the kiddos or anything, but there'll just be lots of stuff hanging out as families and um, just enjoying some time together. I think we're going to have a fire here or there, maybe not every time, but we're working out the details and it's just going to be a lot of fun. The Ackermans will be there. Pastor Andy will be there. And I don't know, the 11 of us always have a lot of fun. So if you want to come and hang out with us, that's where we'll be on Friday nights this summer. So that's what I have. Been dreaming about doing that for a couple of years now. So we're super excited that's going to launch on, on the 17th on Friday night. Plus there'll be dinner and food involved, so you don't have to worry about getting food. So that's awesome. Uh, a couple quick things I want to share uh, this morning before we get into the message. Uh, first of all, the City Mission team is serving today down at the City Mission, Camille and the team. Uh, I don't see probably quite a few people that are normally here. They're down serving this morning at the City Mission. So just to say a quick prayer for them. Heavenly Father, just thank you for our team down there at the City Mission this morning, Lord, that you just are blessing their time of service, Lord. They are ministering to the hurting and to the needy, Father God, and that you are opening up opportunities for them to share the gospel, Father. And we just thank you for it in your precious name. Amen. The other piece of exciting news that I have is those who come in the sanctuary periodically and check on the debt charts. I don't know who that is, but I always know what the debt is in the church. So I always know when we're pulling down a chart. We were able to pull down not one square, but two squares. Hallelujah. We have pulled down two squares since the last time we had an update. Uh, so the, the square that is now open that we're working towards is $1 million, which means our current debt is at $1,017,000, and we are $17,000 away from going below a million dollars of debt, which will be the first time in 18, 19 years that we've been able to get there. So we're super excited about that. Uh, and once it goes below there, I just feel like the Lord's going to accelerate it uh, as it gets below a million so for those who want to partner with us in that debt reduction uh, plan for the church, on your, on your tithes and offerings on that envelope, it's the second line down. It says building fund. Uh, so if you want to go above and beyond your tithes and offerings, you feel like the Lord is saying, hey, I want to partner with ECF to help pay down this uh, debt and pay this property off because we know that the Lord has many things he wants to do here. Uh, you can do that by just putting you know, the number right there. Uh, right next to the tithes and offerings, one down. And so we appreciate those who have been partnering with us for years now and paying down that debt. But we've committed as a church, no matter how much comes in, we've committed as a church uh, to put an additional $5,000 a month of purely to pay down the principal. So we have our operating budget, we have our mortgage payment, but every month, Tammy does, you know, we always send an additional 5000 That's sixty grand a year we've committed to, to the bank to pay down. So we appreciate those who are partnering with us. If you feel like you want to partner with us, that's awesome. Uh, you just go ahead and fill that out uh, on the offering envelope. Okay, so my scripture today for 
the, uh, for tithes and offerings that are Romans, of course, because we're studying Romans, uh, Romans 11. And the verse I chose here is uh, verse 16. Verse 16, it says this, For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy, meaning the rest of it is holy. So not just a little piece that you pick out that you give as your tithe, right? Tithes and the tithes is the first 10%. And the Lord commands us and he just encourages us, hey, give that first 10%. What happens, I believe, that as you do that, you faithfully take that first 10% and you consecrate it, you make it holy, you give it as your tithe back to the Lord, the other 90% becomes holy. And I always do the math. I'm like, how does 90% go further than 100%? I can never figure it out. This scripture, this scripture explains it. Because God works in ways that man doesn't work. And Excel spreadsheets and Google, what is it, Google Sheets, whatever it is, cannot figure out the calculation where 90% goes further than 100%. But this is saying why it does. Is because when you take that first 10% and you give it back to the Lord as he's commanded you to do, it automatically consecrates and blesses and makes holy the other 90%. How many of you want the other 90% to be holy? Hallelujah. Because that 90% then goes much further than it was for the entire 100%. So I love it. It says, and if the root is holy, so are the branches. And that has so many meanings. We could do a whole probably series on that. But you think about being connected with Jesus, the vine and the branches, it's the same concept. Is when that you consecrate that first 10% and you give of your tithes, which is what 10% means. When you give of that tithe, you're actually connecting into God's power. And you are connecting in with Jesus and the power of the root, which is God himself. And then we also, too, become holy because of who he is in our life. Amen? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for every gift, every giver. Father, we just worship you and thank you for paying off this debt in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we are a debt-free church in Jesus' name. Lord, that it is coming. Lord, that this is a year of overflow, Father God, and that this debt will be paid off faster than we could imagine, Lord. And not only for the church, but for people in their own lives. Lord, I pray for homes to be paid off faster than they even imagined, and credit card debt to be paid off faster than they even imagined. And we thank you, Lord, that you are the Holy One, and we want to honor you with our gifts, Lord, and our tithes and our offerings, and we give them to you today. And Father, a special blessing over this message, Lord, today as we celebrate Pentecost Sunday. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, turn with me to Romans 15. And I'm going to read uh, starting in uh, verse 13. Romans 15. Uh, how many of you here were last week and heard Pastor Andy? Woohoo! Man, what a great message Pastor Andy gave. I'm looking forward to part two of that, which will be next week. I think he tickled everybody with the MORPH acronym did a little Transformers, he showed the butterfly, I believe he had two guys up here, right, it was uh, Paul Sayer was up, and Ryan, Ryan was the flesh, so I've been teasing him all week about Ryan being the flesh, uh, <laughs> I didn't say anything to Paul about being the spirit, uh, which was great, but, so I'm looking forward to that next week, so it's kind of Romans again is what we're going to be talking about, uh, so the next two weeks we'll wrap up the series here on Romans, and then believe it or not, in two weeks is Father's Day, I believe. And I feel like the Lord has given me a message uh, for Father's Day. So today is Pentecost 
Sunday. And for those who don't know exactly what that means, it basically means, uh, it sort of means the number 50. And what it means basically is 50 days, 50 days after Easter, after Jesus rose from the grave, conquered death, conquered sin, conquered all the stuff, paid the price for all the things. When he, when he rose from that 50 days later, the Holy Spirit fell. And the church was born. And so Pentecost is, and if you know, you know a bit about the Bible and history of the Bible, Jesus walked the earth for 40 days after his resurrection, before his ascension. So you have Easter, you got 40 days, Jesus meeting with over 500 people, seeing his disciples face to face, all the witnesses of his resurrection, and then he ascended, and so 40 minus, or 50 minus 40 is 10. So for 10 days, the church prayed and prayed and asked, and Jesus, what he told them, we're going to read this here in a little bit, is that just wait, just wait until the Holy Spirit comes. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he will come with power and he will anoint you to do the work that I have called you to go do. And then 10 days after he had ascended into heaven, Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and fell. And we're going to look at that story here a little bit. That's actually an act, so we'll turn there here in a minute. But I just really had the sense to talk about this morning of the power of the Holy Spirit. There is power in the Holy Spirit. So Romans 15, verse 13, says this. Say, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by what? The power of the Holy Spirit. And if you look through the New Testament... When you, there's the Holy Spirit, there's all these descriptive words. Pastor Liz talked a little bit about them. There's wind, there's fire, there's water, there's, you know, light came down like a dove, and all these different descriptive words. But if you look at them and you study them and you see that it really is about power. It's about the, the power that God has and retains is then being transferred through the Holy Spirit into our lives. And it's this power that God has given. So it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. So you're like, man, Lord, I just need some hope. I need peace. I need joy. I need all these things. But we get those as we look to the Holy Spirit to fill us with those very things. Because it's from the power of the Holy Spirit. God fills us with his Holy Spirit. He fills us with joy and peace in believing. What? So that we may abound, which means to excel. How many of us want to excel? Not the spreadsheet excel, but like excel in the things that God has called us to go do. We cannot do that without his anointing, without his power to be able to do it. I mean, you, you can try all you want, but when you have the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit upon you to be able to go do those things. Hope, it says, you know, that he may, you may abound in hope, this expectation, this trust, this confidence in him. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Go down to verse 18. Same, uh, Romans 15, same chapter. It says, For I will not dare to speak any of those things with Christ has not accomplished through me, in word and deed, to make the Gentiles obedient. 
Verse 19. In mighty signs and wonders, by what? The power of the Spirit of God. So where do signs and wonders come? From the power of the Holy Spirit. How is, any, how is Paul's ministry made possible? By the power of the Holy Spirit. So that from Jerusalem and around about to, to I believe it's, uh, how do you say that word? Lyricum, I believe, yep. And I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. This is Paul's ministry. What he is talking about is he is anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit to do. How many of you know that every one of us, every one of us can have that same anointing? That was on Paul's life. Come on, church. Pentecost made it available that we all can walk in that. And we're going to talk this morning more about the baptism of the Holy Spirit because I believe it is so important in the believer's life. So important understanding the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I love it. In mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit. Paul's power was from the Holy Spirit. It comes from this baptism of the Holy Spirit. I've been listening to a book on, on Audible called Ever-Increasing Faith. And it's basically a lot of the writings of Smith Wigglesworth. And it's like excerpts from some of his preaching and some of the stories that he's told and some of the stuff that happened. And do you know that he had asked the Lord the one time, he said, Lord, why did you baptize me in the Holy Spirit? He asked, why, why, why do I have the baptism? Why, Lord, have you blessed me with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And the Lord told him it was so that, so that God could perform healing miracles through Smith Wigglesworth's life. And it's what a humbling thing to know that it wasn't Smith Wigglesworth who was seeing people raised. I mean, he was seeing it, but it wasn't him that was doing it. It was the power. He yielded to the power, to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And those signs and wonders and miracles begin to happen right in front of him in his ministry. You say, well, you know, and if, you, if you read about Smith Wigglesworth, I mean, his, this was post-Bible seeing the same miracles that Paul was seeing in the Bible. So to me, that says there is no cessationism. Nothing has ceased in Jesus' name. There's a theology out there that says that the, the gifts of the Spirit and the power of the Spirit and the baptism of the Spirit all ceased. That it was over. And, we're, and somehow we're waiting for Jesus' return to see that come back. And I'm saying in my own experience, in my own life, and what the Bible says, no. No in Jesus' name. There is power available. The gifts are available. The Holy Spirit will move in our lives. And the baptism is available to those who will believe and receive what he has for us. So I'm going to read a verse. Go to 1 Tim, or 2 Timothy 1. We're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy 1. I'm going to read verse 6 and 7. And I really just... this. This verse really has just been, it's been a theme verse recently in my life, and I've been praying on this a lot over people. And it really was, it's eye-opening when you begin to just look at it and break it down, just in its kind of its elements of what it looks like. Verse 6 says, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So he's talking about a gift of God, that was given from God through the laying on of hands. And then he begins to explain that gift. 
to stir that gift up. Do you know that as a Christian, if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit and you've received that gift, that you have to stir it up sometimes. How many of you know you got to stir up? There are days when I, I am not stirring it up. And I need to get it stirred up because there are just things that come against us. There are powers of evil and forces of evil that are coming against us that we have to remember. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I have the baptism in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. And I can take some authority in this situation. And I may not know what to pray, but my spirit man knows what to pray. Because my spirit man is connected with God's spirit. And together, those utterances are exactly what needs to be said in exactly the right time. So, so verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Come on, church. God has not given us a spirit of fear. That spirit of, that spirit of anxiety, fear, worry, timidity is really what the root word is, was not given to us by God. The world, the news, all the stuff tries to bring upon this spirit of timidity and fear and anxiety. Church, that is not from God. It's very clear. That is not a spirit that comes from God. So if we are feeling and sensing that in any way, what do we have to begin to do? We have to say, okay, no, no, I have the Holy Spirit on the inside. I believe in Jesus. I made him my Lord and Savior. And I've received the baptism. If you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you'll have an opportunity this morning. We're going, to do, we're going to end in a worship song, and I'm going to just invite people up. Whether you're baptized or not baptized yet, you're going to come up, and we're just going to quickly lay hands on you. Because it says it gets transferred through the laying on of hands. Now, there have been people who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit without the laying on of hands. One of our daughters was. We were, man, we have, a, we have wonderful stories of our kids being baptized and speaking in tongues. This was, I don't know how old uh, one of our daughters were. We were at a campground. And our oldest daughter, I think, was off with somebody else, and it started to get dark. And the parents, we all kind of started like, they didn't have a phone with them. We didn't know where they were. They were off hiking somewhere, and it started to get dark. Well, the parents, for hours, seven. Okay, the oldest was seven, so the youngest here, I believe. Yeah, it was five at the time. And everyone gets up and starts walking around, we're all starting praying. And then all of a sudden, the four-year-old starts speaking and praying in tongues. Come on, church. There is no age here on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's not like, well, you know, i got to wait until I'm, you know, 30 when Jesus started his ministry or this or that. You know, the early disciples, they waited 10 days and then there was no more waiting. 10 days and then the waiting was over. And they begin to receive that baptism of the Holy Spirit. When I don't know what to pray, I don't know what to do, I'm going to begin to speak in my prayer language because God knows exactly what to do. So here's what God has given us. He has given us power. He has given us love. And he has given us a sound mind. And when I look at that scripture, I just start going, wait a second. Power. First of all, for my spirit man. He's given us power for the spirit man. And if you look at power and love and sound mind, it covers every area of our life. It covers the whole thing. We are a spirit. 
We have a soul. We live in a body. When we have God's anointing by the Holy Spirit on power and love and a sound mind, it goes on every area of our life. So the power is for our spirit man. And the power here, that word, the root word in Greek is dunamis. Everybody knows I love dunamis. I love the word dunamis power. It's the Holy Spirit power for our spirit. The same power that rose Christ in the dead. It's that dunamis power that resides on the inside of us. That baptism of power from the Holy Spirit. It's the power for our spirit man. And you have love. Not just power, but you have love. I believe that love is for our soul. That's where the fruit of the Spirit come in. Love, joy, peace, patience. That's all for our soul. How many of us know our soul needs a little love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, all the things. All the things. We need that on the inside. How does that come? Through the power of the Holy Spirit as it is affecting and breathing life into our soul. And then it also says, in a sound mind. Our bodies, our minds, I know it's kind of leading into what Pastor Andy will talk about last week and what he'll talk about more again next week. But the power of the Holy Spirit transforming our spirit man through power, our soul through love, and our body through our mind. I mean, is that not the perfect gift or what? The Holy Spirit is the perfect gift. It's like there's a lot of, I mean, Jesus dying on the cross and then making the Holy Spirit capable to come is the perfect gift. But if you think about it, it's like now that Jesus has risen, the Holy Spirit is that he said, it's good that I go. It is good that I go so that I can give you this thing. And it wasn't just for the 12 or the 3 or the 70 or the 500 or the early church. It's for today. It is for today. It is for us. It is for you. It is for me. Is for each of us. This power for our spirit, man. This love for our soul. This sound mind. This help of the Holy Spirit for our body. I want you to know, church, that this church was founded by the power of the Holy Spirit. This church has believed in this from the very beginning. We believed in the power of miracles, of signs, of wonders, of healings. And we have been praying as an elder board more and more we believe that the Lord wants to move more and more to show his power in these areas. And it's interesting is before we even knew, I'm pretty sure it was before we knew, when the Lord had spoken it to me, and I wrote an email to the two of these guys saying, I really feel like the Lord wants to move in a miraculous way more in healing power than he has recently in our church. And so that went out before... We knew the details of Chucky before we knew the details of Caleb, before we knew any of this. So it's like the enemy is just falling right into our hands. Yeah, go ahead, go for it. All this is going to do is show a testimony of God's power, a testimony of God's faithfulness, a testimony of his healing anointing that is going to begin to flow through this church and outside of this church to this area. Bring it on. But here there's also power in us because of the Holy Spirit and what he's done for us. This baptism of the Holy Spirit. Turn with me to Acts chapter 1. I'm just going to spend a minute here. I want to read this. Because this power is to overcome timidity and fear and anxiety. 
And that's all, the, that's all the world wants to feed us. So if that's what the world is trying to feed us, I would like to be ready to be able to take care of those things that are coming at me. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. I'm going to start in verse 4. I'm just going to read a little bit down, and then we're going to go to Acts chapter 2. It says, the Holy Spirit is promised here. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. This is Jesus speaking before he ascended. But to wait for the promise of the Father. Isn't that beautiful? The Holy Spirit, we talk about it, the Holy Spirit as water, we talk about it as fire. We have to remember it's a promise. It's a promise. This gift is a promise to us. Which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Ten to be exact. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Is this it? When the Holy Spirit comes down, is it, is it over? Is everything going to be taken care of? Are you going to come right back down in like just a few days, set up your kingdom, and we're, this is all going to be great? Well, we know the answer to that was no, not yet. <laughs> it wasn't ten days. It's going to be a little longer than that. And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Verse 8. But you shall receive power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and to Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Verse 9 says that when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. So the disciples witnessed this. Jesus says, it's good that I go. Then he says, you will have power when the Holy Spirit comes down and comes upon you. And then he ascends into heaven. And so if you, know, if you were the early church, they did what probably we all would do. And they called a prayer meeting, those who were there. And they just started praying. Saying, okay, I can't do anything yet until I get this Holy Spirit power to come down. And they're waiting and they're waiting. So flip with me to Acts chapter 2. Starting in verse 2, it says, Then when the day of Pentecost had fully come, this is Pentecost Sunday today, we're celebrating that, they were all with one accord in one place. We did not plan this morning on any cue sheet, but it's interesting that we had been praying and talking about believing that we are in unity, in one accord, in one accord. We were praying together for something as a church body, as a church family, we were praying with one accord, and we were in this one place. Verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Suddenly. God works a lot of times in suddenly. Many times we're in a situation that's not suddenly, there are other times where it is suddenly, and he moves. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing, mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And I looked at that, suddenly this power comes as what is a rushing mighty wind. Anybody seen any videos of rushing mighty wind? What's it doing? It's clearing the place out. It's clearing the place out of everything that needs to go. And you think of this baptism of the Holy Spirit. The, the word says he does not give us this spirit of timidity 
or anxiety or a fear, which means as the Holy Spirit comes, it begins to blow that stuff out. Sometimes it's rooted deep, and we got to keep blowing it out, keep blowing it out as the Holy Spirit is working and moving. This rushing, mighty wind. I wrote down violent. It's violent. It destroys, it wipes out, and so does this power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 3, then it appeared to them, divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each one of them. But what do we know about fire? Fire also burns things up too. So a rushing mighty wind and fire clearing the place out, burning up whatever else is left. And verse 4 then says this, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. All of them. Not some, not a few. All were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And I want you guys to notice something here. There's a pattern. There's a pattern. They were saved. Then God baptized them in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then they spoke in tongues. And I want you guys to understand that this morning, when you're coming up here, when you're coming up to get prayer, whether you're already baptized or you're seeking to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you're coming up for more of the Spirit in your life. You're coming up for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You're not coming up for tongues. I think this is where people get mixed up. Tongues is the evidence. It's the sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's not the baptism of the Holy Spirit in and of itself. And people start getting torqued up. They're getting, well, I don't know how to say it. I don't know what words are going to come out of my mouth. And I'm not sure. And they get all wrapped up in their head. And they just get confused. And what I'm saying this morning is you come up to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the tongues will follow. The tongues will follow as you submit and yield your spirit to the Holy Spirit. The tongues will follow. My personal experience of being baptized by the Holy Spirit was actually in this church. I was a Christian for many years. I grew up in a, in a Pentecostal church that believed in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I just didn't believe it in my heart. I couldn't get it in through my head and into my heart. I just couldn't get it. And I just, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And Pastor Jim, I came up. Pastor Jim Dumont prayed for me. It's like, you know what, Lord? This is a gift. A gift of power. Are you kidding me? Why am I waiting? Why am I waiting to believe to receive this gift that you have for me? And he came up and he laid hands on me and he prayed for me. And I was just like, man, I feel like nothing happened. And he looked at me and he said, oh, it happened all right. It's done. You've received it. And he encouraged me to go and pray every morning. Just get quiet before the Lord and begin to pray. And by Wednesday, I was sitting in our apartment on West 9th Street. I remember that old chair we got, like a, it's like a white chair with like a wood rail. I don't know, it had all those beads on it. I don't know what it was. I think it's long gone. And I was just kneeling there and praying. And tongues just began to rise out of me. And I just begin to speak in another language. I begin to speak in the spirit language as God was giving me utterance. I wasn't like demanding. I wasn't like, come on, let me hear it. And just started trying to make things. It just, it absolutely came flowing out of my mouth. And it's as if I couldn't even stop it. I didn't know what it was. And so I stopped for a while. I was just like, what was that? 
Right? I mean, have those who are, you're just like, whoa, wait a second, what was that? And what Pastor Jim had told me, and what I'm telling you guys is, that the next day I just went back again and said, Lord, thank you for the baptism. And I, he just began, then the Lord just began to minister to me. I began to speak in tongues again, began to pray. And it made us to a point where it became a regular occasion and a regular part of my walk with the Lord. And I want that for each and every one of you. But I want you to understand that there's this pattern of being saved, being baptized, and then speaking. And you're coming up this morning for more of the Spirit of God. Amen? Worship team, if you want to come back up. I want you guys, and if you're already baptized, that's fine. Just come up. If you want more of the Spirit of God in your life, if you want to, if you want to stay in your seat, that's fine. Just begin to believe and receive from the Lord. If you've never been baptized by the Holy Spirit, today's the day. Today's the day when we lay hands on you and pray for you. It's going to be short. You're going to receive the baptism. You may be speaking in tongues before you leave here. You may be speaking in tongues tomorrow morning. It may be next week. I don't want you to worry so much about that, but just come and believe and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is available this morning. I want to end with a story that I had saw. Actually, I shared it uh, I shared it with uh, Pastor Andy, and it was on. It was a news study that was done on ABC. It was it ABC News, I believe it was. This was like 15, 20 years ago, and it was a story that they actually brought people in. They did a study, a physical study of the baptism of the Holy Spirit on a scientific level, and they hooked this guy up. He was a pastor, a Pentecost pastor, who believed. In speaking in tongues, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they wired him up. They hooked up his brain. And he began to worship God, he began to sing, and he began to pray, and he began to pray in his spirit language. And here's the interesting thing that they found out scientifically that the part of the brain that controls our speech and our language was not being used. Wasn't being used. But a different part of our brain was what was being activated. So it wasn't a language that you and I just make up or come up with, but it was a language from God. It was a language from the Holy Spirit himself. After the service is over, I have some information up front for those who want more information on why tongues, why the baptism of the Holy Spirit, why it's so important. I'll have some of those available up here on the front seat. But we're going to sing this last song. This, I think it's, is it Make Room we're doing? We'll dim the lights down if the AV team can dim the lights down. But I want us to just seek more of him this morning. Pentecost is more of him, more of the Holy Spirit in our life. The work of this Holy Spirit to endow us with the power necessary to carry out the mission that God has for us as Christians. The power to live out the Great Commission. The power to parent. The power to be an employee. The all of it we need by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
And what I love about it, if you continue to read down through Acts chapter 2, the signification of what happens today that we're celebrating at Pentecost is the church was born. The church was born. And Peter, who was in that group, who was baptized by the Holy Spirit, gave a salvation message and gave a message to those who were around. And it says that 3,000 were added to the church that day. And I believe it's due fully, not because of Peter's words, but because of the power of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to sing this song. I just encourage you to come up here. If you just want more of him today, we're going to pray for you. We're going to quickly lay hands on you. But just come up, and I'm going to join you here as we sing this song. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for the baptism. Father, we thank you that we can celebrate this amazing Pentecost Sunday, Lord. Thank you for your presence here this morning. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. For those who are, came up for prayer who had not had the evidence of speaking in tongues before, I just encourage you just to, as the Holy Spirit grabs a hold of you, just don't, don't try to stop it. Just let the, let the voice, let the language that the Lord has just begin to come and flow. In fact, even now, as we just maybe sing that one more time or sing that chorus, let's just worship him just for one more minute here before we close. Thank you, Lord. Just surrender to him this morning. Surrender it all to him. Lord, we just thank you for today. We worship you, Lord. Give you honor and praise and glory. We love you. We love you. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read just a benediction here. If you want more information on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'll have some uh, two piles of these mini books up here. Just come up here and grab them. I can give you uh, one of them or one set of the, the two books. It says this in Romans 16, Now to him who is able, <laughs> to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest, and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, for obedience to the faith, to God alone, wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever and ever. Amen and amen. You are dismissed. We love you. Uh, there will be a prayer team up here who can pray additional prayers with you if you need any prayer for any reason at all.